This is episode 44 of The Wrap, a weekly show getting you up to speed on movie news and the fun things from the past week. Today is Friday, August 23rd, 2013, and I'm your host, TJ. Well, last weekend, The Butler served up the number one spot at the box office. On a budget of $30 million, the weekend gross was $25 million. And uh, that's... I haven't seen the film, so I can't really say one way or the other about that. I do know that the film has Oprah Winfrey in it, and my general rule of thumb is to avoid Oprah Winfrey, which makes me uninterested in this film. However, I've been told that I should give it a chance. I'm not quite sure what to think. Uh, I didn't hear much about this film until right before it came out, and it did not look in the least interesting to me. But to each his own, I can see how it would be interesting to someone. Number two at the box office last weekend was The Millers, with a budget of $37 million. The total of the weekend was $17.8 million on weekend number two, bringing the worldwide total up to $69.5 million. And this film looks completely wretched and dreadful, and so that's somewhat disturbing. Number three was Elysium on a budget of 115 million. Uh, it brought in 300. Uh, I'm sorry, it brought in 13.6 million over the weekend. 37.7 million is the foreign total, and so it's up to 93.6 million worldwide. Weekend number two on a budget of 115. That's not great. Number four was Kickass Two on a budget of 28 million. It is now up to 19.8 million worldwide as of last weekend. That was the first week for Kickass Two as well. This also looked like a terrible film, so I'm not disappointed by that news. Um, but it does look like perhaps maybe this weekend it will make it up to its budget. Number five was Planes on a budget of 50 million. It's up to 52.3 million worldwide for weekend number two. I have to imagine that's not quite what Disney had in mind when they made a spinoff of Cars. But I'm not completely surprised by this. In fact, I'm not interested in this film. I don't want to see it. It looks dreadful. Um, But, you know, there it is. I'll I'll probably have to see it at some point. Number six, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, on a budget of $90 million. It brought in $8.3 million over the weekend. Its current domestic total is $38.9. Its foreign total is $36.2, bringing it up to $75.1 million worldwide, weekend number two. This is also disappointing because this is uh, a decent enough film. Uh, I give it only three and a half stars, uh, but uh, that's better than some of these films that are doing better than it's doing. Number seven, Jobs. This film I wish was doing a little better, but it's hard for a biopic to get uh, any traction in the, uh, in, in you know, in the cinema. But uh, and, it, and it's not without its flaws either, and it's being railed on by both Apple lovers and Apple haters. Uh, I'm not one of those who's railing on it. I did have my issues with it. I feel like it had a few missed opportunities, but it's a decent enough film, and I enjoyed watching it. Um, it had a budget of $12 million, and it only brought in $6.7 million on its first weekend. So I hope it can do a little better this weekend. Unfortunately, I think it's going to fall off sharply. I think those who are interested in a biopic have already been out to the theater to see it. Um, number eight, two guns on a budget of 61 million. Its worldwide total is 59.2 million. This is the third weekend for two guns. We're heading into the fourth this weekend. So not looking great for that film either. One other thing to note is the Wolverine is down past my top eight that I outline in the article every week, but uh, made it to 335.2 million worldwide. Not a bad haul. And I'm guessing we're going to see more from this, from that franchise at this point. Um, you know, it, although it will probably hinge on uh, how well uh, and the next big X-Men film will be received. So uh, that's your box office from last weekend. 
Ian McGregor would like to reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. In a short clip from Digital Spy, he discusses the idea of returning to Star Wars as Obi-Wan. Um, you know, and this is, uh, we've seen Force Ghost Obi-Wan played by Sir Alec Guinness, so I'm not sure quite how this would work out, because, you know, we've told all the interesting bits of Obi-Wan's life, I think, because we picked up Obi-Wan as a teenager when he meets Anakin and when he's an apprentice to Qui-Gon Jinn, and then we see him training, uh, Anakin, and, uh, we see him in the Clone Wars, we see him in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin betrays him, and he has to uh, defeat Anakin at a lightsaber duel, and then he goes into hiding on Tatooine, and then he comes out of hiding with Luke, and he dies uh, right after that, and so I'm not quite sure what we would tell, but Obi-Wan is certainly interested, and you know, if they can find a way to do it that makes sense, I'm interested as well, because Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan was one of the highlights of the Star Wars prequels. I'm not a fan, but I did like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. So I would be interested to see if that's possible. But again, this is just him saying he wants to do it. There's no really, not really even a rumor that it might happen. Uh, or maybe it would. I don't know. Maybe there is. I seem, now that I'm saying that, I seem to recall maybe something earlier this year, maybe last year. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I would be interested in it if there's a way to do it. Speaking of Star Wars, David Prowse does not like the prequels, according to Kevin Jagernoth over at the playlist. Um, Darth Vader actor David Prowse recently let loose on his feelings about George Lucas prequels, and like many of us, he was kind of bummed out when he saw them. I didn't like Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 at all. I think the common opinion now is they were really bad movies, he told uh, whole Daily Mail, adding, there's no comparison with the original movies, they had a much more believable story. Um, I'm not sure that believability really has anything to do with it, it's all pretty much fantasy, and, and none of it's really quote-unquote believable, um, but, uh, I, you know, I mean, cause Star Wars is a fairy tale, but I think the problem with the prequels, as I mentioned in, when I posted this is, is really twofold and that's the story and the execution. Uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with the believability factor, but I do agree with Prowse that the sequels weren't great and he is of course entitled to his opinion. So great to hear from the original, uh, Darth Vader actor, uh, David Prowse. Samuel L. Jackson talks about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He says, you see Nick Fury, the office guy, he, him, him going about the day-to-day work of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the politics as opposed to that of other stuff. It's great to have him dealing with Captain America in terms of being able to speak to him soldier to soldier and try to explain to him how the world has changed in another way while he was frozen in time. Some of the people who used to be our enemies are now our allies. Him trying to figure out, well, how do we trust those guys? Or how do we trust the guys you j- didn't trust, who didn't trust you? And explaining to him that the black and explaining to him that the black and white of good guys slash bad guys has now turned into this gray area. Nick lies to him all the time, too, but he's trying to help him navigate the waters of the new sharks that he doesn't know anything about. And, you know, it's interesting. He talks about lying to him all the time, and I've always felt like Nick Fury had a dark side that would be interesting to explore. And the whole lying to people and moving them around like chess pieces on a chessboard, um, is, is is not always cool. And so um, I feel like Nick Fury could have a lot of character development somewhere in the Marvel Universe, and I'd like to see that. Uh, in any event, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, will make its debut on April 4th, 2014, and I'll be eagerly looking forward to that. Star Trek Into Darkness got the Honest Trailer treatment just in time for its home video release this past week, um, which is available now via video on demand. It'll be coming to DVD and Blu-ray uh, next month, early next month. 
Uh, and uh, but you know this uh, this honest trailer was pretty awesome. Uh, even if I didn't agree with all the conclusions or why you know why this film would be bad because of this or that, as honest trailers apt to point out, still it hit a little too close to home in some of its things. And as always, I always enjoy the honest trailers, and this one is a long one but well worth watching. Um, you know, the first line he starts out with uh, is he says, the, on- the, the Star Trek into darkness. Are we sure we don't want to put a colon in there? Uh, and then uh, my favorite line is, The Enterprise survives more hits than it took in the entire original series. So, hope you enjoy this. This will be in the show notes. I wrote my review this past week of Jobs, the film, and I gave it, as I mentioned when I was talking about the box office report, three and a half stars out of five. And I did enjoy the film. I just felt like it missed some opportunities, and it had some minor problems throughout the film, but I think overall the film is worth seeing, and you want to catch my review. I also talked about it. Uh, Joe Darnell was back with me on episode 57 of the Movie Pipe podcast, and he and I talked about it. We're both pretty big Apple fans, and he felt pretty much the same way I did about the film. We had a lot of fun talking about it, um, so you'll want to catch that. That is uh, moviebyte.com slash mbpodcast slash 57 is where you'll find that, and you'll also find it linked up in the show notes, so be sure to uh, catch that episode of the Movie Bite podcast. We also talked about Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters, if you're interested in that. We didn't talk about that too long, but that is in that episode as well. And it was fun to have Joe back for uh, for, for once. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back on the podcast a few times, uh, even though he's not a regular with me anymore. Haley Atwell joins Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella, according to Kevin Jagernoth over at the playlist. Haley Atwell, probably best known to nerds as Peggy from Captain America, the first Avenger, and the upcoming Marvel one-shot Agent Carter, has tweeted today, shooting Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella in Pinewood this week. There is no word yet on her role, but she joins an already impressive cast for Disney's live-action reboot that includes Lily James in the lead, Kate Blanchett as the evil stepmother, and Game of Thrones as Richard Madden. Uh, and Game of Thrones star Richard Madden as the prince, along with Holiday Granger and Sophie McShera as the Sepsisters. Maybe Atwell is rounding out that trio. We'll find out soon enough. This makes me a little more interested in the film, uh, although I, I still have really not a lot of interest in a live-action Cinderella. But I do like Haley Atwell as an actor or an actress, uh, whichever is I think it's correct to say either now, although maybe the tendency now is toward actor. In any event, I'm digressing. Uh, I, I like her in, in the roles that she's been in, specifically, of course, Captain America, the first Avenger. And so I'd be interested to see, if, especially if she was Cinderella, how this would be pulled off by her. But I'm really not that interested in the film as a whole, so maybe they can do something to fix that for me. But um, in any event, that's uh, that's that news. Live-action reboot of Cinderella by Kenneth Branagh. Haley Atwell joins the party. Here's the big news this week. Ben Affleck is going to play Batman uh, in the Man of Steel sequel. Uh, ben Affleck is set to star as Batman in Zack Snyder's Man of Steel sequel. Warner Brothers has announced... Uh, President of Creative Development and Worldwide Production at Warner Brothers made the following statement earlier today. We knew we needed an extraordinary star to take on one of DC Comics' most enduringly popular superheroes, and Ben Affleck certainly fits that bill, and then some. His outstanding career is a testament to his talent, and we know he and Zack will bring new dimension to the quality of this character. To be honest with you, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this, and I'm having a hard time seeing it. 
Um, and, and certainly Ben Affleck has his detractors. I'm not necessarily a detractor. I like Ben Affleck just fine in the roles that I've seen him in. Particularly, I thought he did a great job in The Sum of All Fears. And of course, his role in Argo in both directing and acting was superb. I really enjoyed that. But I'm having a hard time seeing him in this role. Um, of course, I probably would have said the same thing about Christian Bale had you told me he was going to be Batman before I had seen him as Batman. But now he has some very big shoes to fill because Christian Bale was the best Batman we've ever had. And I'm already inclined to not like anything Zack Snyder does because Man of Steel was so bad. Um, but, you know, of course I'll be in the theater seeing the film and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing this. I've seen a lot of nerd rage on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter of everyone having a hard time seeing this as well. So not looking great to me. We'll see. I'll, we'll keep an eye on this and we'll see how things go. But Ben Affleck is Batman. Star Wars Episode 7 will be shot on film, according to Peter Serretta over at Slash Film. Cinematographer Dan Mendel, ASC, BSC, will be reteaming with J.J. Abrams to reshoot or to shoot Star Wars Episode 7. That comes as no surprise as Mendel worked with Abrams on Star Trek films and Mission Impossible 3. The big news is that Mendel says that Episode 7 will, not, will be shot on Kodak film stock 5219, not digital cameras like the last couple of prequel movies. The Phantom Menace was the last Star Wars film to be shot on film cameras, although some trivia fanatics will note the movie did include a digitally, digitally photographed shot. And to me, this is really, really good news, because films always look better when shot on film and not digitally. Still, Maybe that'll change someday, but as of right now, the best look you can get, really, as far as I'm concerned, is shooting on good film stock. So that's good news to me, and I'm not surprised either because JJ has been an adamant supporter of film. And before I sign off, let's talk about what you might want to see this weekend. Yes, I did title my article weekend of August 22nd, 2013. I'm having a hard time with dates today. It is August 23rd, and I'm not going to change it because it's too much work, and it already got posted out to Twitter and Facebook, and then I'd change it here, and it wouldn't be changed there, and I'm just not going to care. Um, I don't have anything witty to say about this week's uh, films either, but we do have a few new films. We have The Mortal Instrument City of Bones, we have The World's End, and we have The Frozen Ground. Uh, the Mortal Instrument City of Bones is rated PG-13 uh, for intense sequences of fantasy, violence, and action, and some some suggestive content. Um, and it's a certainly a very much a fantasy series. Kind of looks like a cross between, uh, or or more like Buffy meets Twilight, or Twilight meets Buffy, or whichever way that would go. Uh, but but don't let that turn you off the Twilight part, because um, it could be good. I mean, I don't know yet. I haven't seen it. I'm going to see it tonight actually. But. Um, I don't know. I'm willing to give this film a chance. We'll, we'll see. Um, and I'm certainly a big fan of fantasy slash sci-fi or just pure fantasy. And this film looks like it could deliver, although it's been getting a bad rap. So we'll see how that goes. The World's End, uh, rated R for sexual references and pervasive language, stars Simon Pegg. Um, I'm not not all that interested in this film, uh, although I've heard it's better than I would have might have imagined. Uh, we'll see how that, we'll see about that. I'm probably not going to see it right away. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. I'm not going to say, but not, not suggesting this film. I'm not thinking it's going to be any good. It is only an hour and 49 minutes, which is refreshing when so many films these days are shooting over the two hour mark. Uh, the mortal instrument city of bones is two hours and 10 minutes, by the way, not thrilled with that number. 
The Frozen Ground, rated R, but there's something very compelling about the idea of this film that's a good drama based on a true story. Um, but it is rated R for violent content, sexuality, slash nudity, language, and drug use. The nudity part has me a little worried, but I'm interested in the story, even though I'm not necessarily a fan of Vanessa Hudgens or, for that matter, Nicolas Cage. He can be pretty hit or miss. But I like the idea of the story. Um... And that, you know, it's based on a true story about a serial killer. So it's possible that it could be good. I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance as well. I'm not sure when I'll get to see it. But be warned that it is rated R for sexuality slash nudity, among other things. So be, be warned about that. Still in theaters were the Millers, Elysium, Planes, Kick-Ass 2, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, Jobs, Two Guns, Smurfs 2, The Wolverine. Uh, for more on how I feel about those films and whether or not I think you might ought to see them or not, and whether I felt they were any good, you'll want to catch my article linked up in the show notes. And that is all I have for you this week. If you would like to view the show notes online, you can find those at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 44. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm TJ Draper Pro. You can also follow MovieByte on Twitter to stay up to date, twitter.com slash moviebyte. And you can like MovieByte on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebyte. Of course, you'll want to be sure to visit the website where I keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>